on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cynonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And just like that, Cynonauts in the city are back once again. Back. Uh, today we're going to be covering season 6B uh, of Sex and the City and and just like that, episode 7. But before we get to that, we obviously have to introduce our guest. And we may be doing the biggest time difference uh, podcasting in the history of podcasts yes. because <laughs> dear friend of the show, dear friend of Boom and Catcher, Cassandra is all the way in Italy, Bologna. So this is a, I'm at 9am on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boom and Catcher are at noon and Cassandra is at 6pm. Cassandra, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> uh, this is very exciting for all of our international fans. I guess we have a lot of international fans anyway, because we do have Canadian and United States. Yeah, uh, some friends in the UK. You know, That's right. Representation. Yeah. But now our Italian, uh, our Italian, you know, group. Yes. They can be very proud of our guests right now. <laughs> uh, I've been spreading the word over here. The good. Hello, good, EU contingent. Uh, Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Branching out. Uh so Cassandra, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. How do you know uh, Boom and Catcher? Oh boy, I feel like that's a whole podcast <laughs> yeah. on its own. <laughs> um, uh, I've known Mike for years because I've actually known his brother since I was five. So yeah, yeah okay. long time. And then Boom, at this point now, I've also known for a really long time. And we used to live together. So we had lots of Sex in the City nights together lots mm. <laughs> yeah yeah and so and so that's where and when boom suggested she was like we need to have my friend cassandra on she's in italy but we'll make it work uh so that's why you two would have your sex in the city nights yeah oh 100 because we've had a lot of guests come on so far and when they're like giving their stories they're like i used to live in a house with a bunch of girls and we watched sex in the city all the time and i'm like this cast is like my that like she's my sex in the city person we probably cycled through like five collective viewings together um and it and it was a roller coaster every time and also our just because we like what we met in our early 20s so just like our kind of perspective of like the show shifting as we continue to watch it and get more experience dating and like get more fed up with the world and like all that uh it's great always a good time and so, Cassandra, uh, what, when was the first time you, like, you watched Sex in the City or, or when? what's your, like, your earliest memories or experiences with it? Yeah, my earliest memory, actually, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was probably about 10, and I was with my older cousins, and they were having the Big and Aiden debate, and I had no idea what they were talking about, but I remember just wanting to know what they were talking about and being really curious, and then we were watching it, but on TV, so it was boring because they cut everything out um oh yeah and commercials and no boobies exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like many of the other guests that were on the show i think my real sex in the city exposed started university when i 
um, lived with my girls. And collectively, we had all of the seasons. And again, pre-streaming, just cable, so DVDs were on heavy rotation. And it was just always, always Sex City, countless nights. We really just reached a point where we wouldn't even be watching it. We would just be commentating on it, much like we are now, mm. right? Prep, exactly. It was like, this. I've had it training, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. But I think that's just a testament to the show, really, because outside of it just nice. being so good, it's just so fun to talk about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. You get something out of it every time, like no matter how many times you've seen it. Uh, and so which one of the four gals do you relate to? <laughs> look at Boom and... I don't know if I'm going to give the smile. response that they are uh, expecting. Who, who I am a you? combo for sure, obviously. What I combo? would say I'm a Miranda-Samantha combo. That is how Ooh. I identify. Um, opinionated. Okay. I'll tell you how it is. But I think my delivery okay, yeah. and where it comes from is a combination of the two. Sometimes it's more Miranda. Sometimes it's more Samantha. But either way, you're going to know what I'm thinking. Nice. This is true. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that sign off? Boom. That's, catcher. This is this is confirmed. Nailed it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, awesome. So let's get into it then. Let's get into and just like that episode seven. Um, so the episode kicks off uh, with Carrie working in uh, her apartment window. It's some sort of montage. Oh my gosh. It kind of looks like, like based on the seasons, it should have been a year, but it's only a couple months as they, <laughs> they kind of say later. So there is some sort of weather discrepancy <laughs> happening uh, in this episode, but it's fine. Global so again, warming that, is real. Uh, yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. Global warming is real. Right. This is, this is their yeah. big statement. <laughs> climate on, um, change. <laughs> on, on, on climate change. Right. Right. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I missed that. Uh, we, we then cut to Carrie. She finishes her book. And she's going to give it a book deal. And her agent is like, this is this is too sad. Mm. We need to give our readers some kind of hope. Um, Tara called out and she was like, that's funny. That's kind of, I imagine that's what the studio is probably saying to Sarah Jessica Parker in real life. Like, we can't just have a big dive. We need to have some sort of hope. Yeah. Thoughts, Sandra, you're getting good nods. I'm giving good enough because I completely agree. I thought it was actually really clever because it was a complete reflection of how us as viewers feel watching it. Because obviously after Big died, you know, we talked about, okay, do we want to see her dating? But obviously we can't have her leaving the whole show because from a viewer perspective, that's not as, that's not why we're here either. So I thought it was actually a really clever way to introduce her dating in the show and is a direct reflection of the series itself. So I thought it was. I like I like the fe- the idea. I've been thinking about it as I've been watching the series that sometimes it can be sort of autobiographical or like inspired a lot by like the women. And this season, the most of all of them, I think, really feels like they're trying to really give authenticity to like their own lives to the characters. Which I th- and that's just like a perfect example of that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it turns out, you know, the the agent is like, Carrie, you just you just got to go on a date. Uh, and then that's which we get to later in the episode. We she oh definitely goes on a date. Uh, we cut to Charlotte playing tennis with Lisa Todd. Um, kind of like I guess it leads to later. Uh, and then we get to uh, Miranda is at the farmer's market with poor Steve. Just Steve, Steve with a Aiden outfit on, looking yeah. like a, like a miniature yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Or Steve something. does look really good. <laughs> he did. I like the outfit. I like it. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks great. He's like yeah. a clown. Um, 
He yeah, is he is. Clown. He is a clown. Yeah. Watching like season six, how he is. It's so sad seeing like how he's just like this kind of goon- goober, yeah. right? Like he's a goof. <laughs> well, like, even Kev, la- even Kev last week mentioned like Miranda sort of being like a puppet or something, and like and the tone being a little off. And I think this was the most egregious of that. He just seemed like a different, yeah, uh, like a character in a different show almost. Yeah, um, uh, Miranda runs into her professor. Uh, they introduce each other, and her professor gives Miranda the heads up, or not heads up, I guess, lets her know she had her period, so she is not, again, not pregnant, but do not tell her husband. I want Miranda well, and her to hook up. <laughs> this is what I want more than anything Why? else. I don't Why? like Che for her. I like the energy okay. between them better. That's where I'm at with this. What about her husband? I'm not worried, um, about, I'm, I'm not worried about him. It's clearly they're falling out of love. This baby thing will separate them, and then they'll... They'll come together. You think? I feel like they're going to come back no. and be stronger than ever. I, no, yeah, I know that's yeah, what's going to happen, but yeah. I have dreams. But my items are th- on this are um, how loudly they're trying to make the audience understand that this is a black couple. Um, I'm pretty sure yes. her husband was like in full on dashiki at the <laughs> farmer's market. Yeah. Honestly, though, he looked good <laughs> he, as fuck. They looked so fucking good. Yeah, they, they looked did. amazing. Yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. should I dress more in more uh, tribal prints? Anyways, um, and then I also think this episode was like absolutely hilarious. And when mm. they're in the car together, and Miranda, like the robot Miranda, text message is like doxing yeah. her. The, the car play, yeah. yeah. She's like, sorry, you haven't gotten your period. Like, it's just so yeah. funny. And she keeps like she keeps trying to exit it out. So good. <laughs> Honestly, like, do you guys have cars? Like, we, our new car we got a couple months ago has CarPlay, and that is, like, a legitimate fear I have of, like, text coming through and just playing over a speaker. It's it's, yeah. it's a real thing My that's God. possible. Let's Yeah, they go over book cover proposals. Um, it looks like a shitty romance novel, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I lost, lost and Found, yeah. that's what it was. That's what it was called with, like, with the waves crashing on the rocks. Um, no. Not great. And then uh, we get to a girl dinner, and Seema is at the table. Thoughts? This is San- This is Samantha. She is Cassandra. moving in. She's moving She's in moving on Samantha in. territory, and it's depressing. Yeah. But okay, she's good. I thought it was yeah. I don't know how I feel about not seeing the actual introduction between the girls. I don't know if they're trying to ease us into her being at the table, but I also think it would have been interesting to see maybe a prior interaction with the girls. Mm. I think it's obvious as to why she's there in terms of she's the one who is already on the apps and she's going to help Carrie get there. So I think it made sense that she was there. I don't know how I feel about the balance between her being there, but should it Mm -hmm. be subtle or should they call it out? I don't know how I feel. It did feel very like Samantha, like, I feel like Samantha would have added Carrie to dating sites ahead of time. Like everything Seema was doing definitely felt like it was kind of filling mm-hmm. that void. Um, it worked for me yeah. though. I liked it. I thought, I thought it was okay. Um, let's see. I wrote no sex for Carrie. I guess she makes that comment right when they're in the, um, they're walking to that. She shouldn't be on Tinder. <laughs> she probably try other apps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a note. Uh, and then Miranda <laughs> is wondering about Che again. She's kind of come to terms like it, it was just a one-off. It was a one-time thing. 
Well, I don't know. I feel for Miranda because I kind of love that we're like taking Miranda through like a ghosting storyline, even though we find out later that like she didn't truly ghost. But mm. I thought it was interesting. I felt for Miranda. Um, you do. She doesn't get it. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. She doesn't understand how these young. Exactly. People and operate. this like thing that's happened means like so much more to her than. Um, means so much more to her than it does to Che, obviously. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, we get to Harry wants to play tennis with Charlotte. I, I thought that was a fun little scene, a little cute little, thank God we got some good Harry in this. Uh, yeah. Wants to play Char wants to play tennis with Charlotte and, uh, Lisa Todd Wexley. And, um, what's his name from Hamilton? I'm, I'm uh, what's his character's name? I just know he's George Washington from Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't anyway. remember his name either. <laughs> so they go play tennis. Um, and they have like this weird, sort of competitive game uh, in which, um, you know, it's match point and Charlotte runs into Harry. Uh, Charlotte wins. And then they get into this little like little. Uh, but also I noted that their gym looks like a museum. Like what yeah. gym is that? <laughs> it, it looked like the fucking Getty. Rich people, <laughs> rich people gyms. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that's real. Like for sure. That's a real gym yeah. right? in New York. That's like $8,000 a month to join or something like that. Um, so they get in a little tiff uh, saying how he's mansplaining tennis and he just wants an apology, but she's refusing to apologize. An incredibly real argument Yeah, for anyone who has ever been in a couple because every couple has petty dumb arguments like this <laughs> and that is the most realistic <laughs> depiction of a petty argument i think that may has happened like has happened on sex in the city uh <laughs> strong nods again from cast thoughts <laughs> no it's true it was nice to kind of have something a little lighter because i feel like when you watch the original yeah. sex in the city you kind of have that balance between you know the heavier content and obviously then maybe one of them has something that's a little lighter for that comic relief and I think so far, in, right. and just like that, obviously some of the subject matter, most of the subject matter has been a bit heavier. So it's nice just to kind of get that back, that just a couple having a stupid fight over really what is nothing and seeing yes. that dynamic. And I know obviously maybe we'll get to yeah. it later, but the way it ties in with Lisa and her husband at the end, and she's like, so you right. think I'm yeah. awful? Right. And it's like, no, that's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah, it's good. It's also funny that like, charlotte's thing which is totally legit she's like i just don't want to be that like now they think we're that couple they think we're that couple yeah. that fights in public yeah and it's like no one wants to be that yeah. because everyone knows like if you're at a party and you see your friends in a relationship who are having like a little tiff in the corner you know everyone has noticed no one wants to be those people um so again very totally. very relatable um Let's see. Refusing to apologize. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Oh, the refusing yeah, to apologize great. was so yeah. funny. And then when it comes back around and she, because she's just refusing to apologize to Harry, but then simultaneously apologizing to literally everyone. Everybody. Constantly. <laughs> like when they run into Lisa and her husband and when they're arguing and then Harry walks ahead and she's Charlotte's just behind being like, sorry, sorry. Like it's, it was just, I thought it was so funny. So funny. Yeah, I yeah. was dying. And then he, clo that he clocks how many times she's apologized. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you've like, apologized 12 times. <laughs> yeah. 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 So just great. super spot on yeah. writing to you for, for the characters. Yeah. Um, And then we get to like, Early, earlier in the episode, someone's like, maybe you just need to have a pulse again with Steve. You just got to try it out. So we get to Miranda 
and Steve Miranda's like, let's give it a shot. They're in the kitchen. Oh. Uh, Miranda undoes her pants. She tries to get Steve um, in there. Uh, Essentially recreating the, what happened with Chen, which is like, that's yeah. never going to work. That never works yeah, and right. never will ever work. Big moment for me. Steve washed his hands before... Uh, <laughs> Before uh, engaging, <laughs> consider or, it. He's, he's looking out for UTIs, okay? He's just a guy <laughs> trying to keep his wife healthy, healthy and clean. <laughs> That's right. That's another, another very good message for uh, those watching this. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Poor uh, Steve. And then, Steve yeah. is so unpracticed. Yeah. So unpracticed. And then there's just no chemistry, chemistry or connection at all. Bullshit. You know, no chemistry connection at all, which again, having rewatched the whole season, they had a lot of chemistry. I mean, they're banging every other episode in this twice in this a day, series. twice a day, every day on the That's honeymoon. Right. What's happened right. when he asked her if like, this is all right? Like, he's like, am I doing this right? I'm like, you're telling me that Steve, after all these years, doesn't know how to finger Miranda. Like, I know yeah, that I know. they've had a break, yeah. but, you know, it's just I'm like, sorry, yeah. I'm not. I was I was furious. It just if the wording was more, is this okay? Are you enjoying this? And more of a checkpoint, it would have made more sense. But asking, is this right? Justice right. Eve, he's not a virgin, like he's heard her before. Like it's not like, <laughs> oh, is this is this right? Like, <laughs> when he first meets Miranda, he's like he slept with like hundreds of women. Right? Yeah. right? He's like he was like, I'm a bartender. Yeah. Okay. You bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> brutal also, though, like when the moment is over, um, they're just sort of doing dishes and uh. all that sort of stuff, which is pain. Uh, I think Catcher said last week, I think we just have to all come to the it's real. Just hard. We're, we're losing also, he Steve, doesn't man. wash his hands when strange. he starts putting the lids on the food. I'm like, you like <laughs> you just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he cares one way, not the other. Such inconsistencies in Steve's cleanliness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think him washing his hands was also just a, like good from a writing point yes. of view because it took the passion yeah. out of the yeah. moment. Because obviously with Che, it was just this like complete passionate thing. And you could even see it in her face. He goes to wash his hands and it. she's trying. Yeah. Obviously, she's replicating. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Very good call. Uh, Carrie then goes on her date with this guy, this guy, Peter, who is a teacher. He is also a widow. Uh, they kind of start the conversation just by asking about when they lost each other's uh, husband and wife. Uh, <laughs> and then they get sloshed. Uh, next scene, they're leaving the bar and they just both start projectile vomiting <laughs> on the street. Like something from Team America. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Completely <laughs> insane so and good. out of nowhere, but amazing. Yeah. Like incredible. I like, I mean, I guess that just in the movie, right? But they don't like. There's a scene kind of like this in the movie. Oh no, I guess in season six also they get like Harry and Charlie get food poisoning. Oh, but yeah. so this is like projectile vomit. I don't think we've seen this level of gore so on Sex in the City. In my that was it was perfect. <laughs> like you said, this was sort of like I'm not sure I loved this episode. Like I'm not sure it brought much to the table. But there was like a lot of really funny. Nice to get the comedy back. Funny moments. It's a funny show. So, yeah. It's funny. And it was nice to see that again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was also yeah. dying because this is like Carrie's first time on Tinder. Um, and the first time, like the first Tinder date I ever went on, a similar thing happened to me. I don't know if you remember Cass. 
Um, Excuse me. Yeah, I, but it was it was like with somebody I'd like been I had dated before, which was also hilarious because like I got on Tinder and then the first person I saw was like my ex and matched with and then went on a date with, and he, we got pretty drunk. And he, like, got sick, so I had to bring him back to, like, my place and, like, literally, like, take care of him. And then I put him him into bed. I was pissed. And then I think it was Cass and our other friend, Jen, were like, where are you at? Because this is, like, 11 p.m. They're like, where are you at? Like, blah, blah, blah. The night is young. So I wrote a note and just left it by my bed. And I was like, I got to go bring my roommate her keys. Uh, And then I went and met my girls at the bar. And we just, like, (laughs) drank more and, like, danced all night. Hell that yeah. is, that's a Sex in the City episode <laughs> yeah. if I've ever heard one. And then when we woke up in the morning, he's like, I'm so sorry I ruined your night. I was like, you actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That does sound like a Sex in the City episode. Shaw, Shaw House was Sex in the City for however many oh, years. The Shaw <laughs> House, if those yeah. walls could talk. <laughs> I'm glad they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Let's see. So after they that, they throw up, go their separate ways. Uh, uh, we get to the school fundraiser. Uh, Charlotte and Harry's, uh, or I guess Rock and Lily's oh, school. Yeah. They're doing a rich person private school fundraiser. Um, Harry and Charlotte are still having a little tiff at the fundraiser. Um, Miranda comes up to Harry, just talks about there's, there's no pulse of Steve. And then uh, at the fundraiser... Che shows up uh, and is doing some stand-up. Looking so good, by the way. Looking great. Yeah. <laughs> Looking great. Che shows up to do some stand-up um, to raise money, uh, which A, I guess Carrie knew about and didn't tell Miranda, which I thought was kind of weird, but whatever, we'll, we'll let it go. Um, and then uh, at the same time, Carrie notices that Peter, her date, is at the fundraiser <laughs> and puts together that he is a teacher at their school. Um, and then there was a moment here and I, I noticed that, uh, she asked Anthony, like, you have to tell him until he leaves. And then she goes, uh, well, my husband died. And he goes, you get one more of those. I noticed that because she brings up big dying about eight times in this episode, like several times, a lot, like almost egregiously. Yes. Right. Not just. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh Oh, yes. I'm obviously sympathetic to her husband dying, but I think in slightly typical Carrie fashion, it's just a way to bring it right back about her and be like, my situation's worse than yours. And it's like, okay, but it's also, how many times can you say that? And you kind of, and like, I know she did this last week, even when she was like, oh, big dying was big. I think it's kind of uncomfortable for people too, because it makes me feel like I can't really talk about my problem. If constantly you're going to reassure me that, or not reassure me, but constantly remind me, sorry, that your situation is Yeah, totally. Considering they haven't really, like, done that, like, brought up her bringing it up other than Anthony making that joke, I don't think they're ever going to dive into this, like, as a storyline. But in real life, I agree with you. That would be, like, okay, I guess, like, you just can't say anything. Um, Let's see. So after their little stand-up bit, Miranda finds Che. (laughs) Miranda is like, what the hell? Like, I, I DM'd you like you told me to. <laughs> Shay says, like, when did you DM me? I don't remember this. And Shay says, or, and then Miranda says three months ago, to which is where, like, in the first scene, they go through multiple, yeah, there's, like, two scenes no of sense. snow. Is it a year or is it three months? Okay, yeah. anyway. Uh, and then Shay says, what is maybe the most egregious thing I've seen written on television ever uh, and film 
Chase says, you have to understand, I've done a ton of weed, <laughs> and I don't remember you sending this. Like, Fair. okay, let's, unpa let's unpack this. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in Canada. It, it yeah. could be different over there. Uh -huh. Here in the States, you don't say you've done weed. No, we don't say or, that. Okay, no. right? Like, you don't, no. you, you don't, you don't done, you don't done it. You don't have done weed. No. And so, Che obviously is supposed to represent like this younger, you know, whatever, maybe old, older millennial sort of representing the young voices. And the line of dialogue they use for her is, I've done a lot of weed. Yeah. You've Come never on. done, you've done no weed. You've done no weed. Is you've, what done you've, done. <laughs> you've done zero weed. You've done zero weeds. Like, like uh, other than just like the weird uh uh like use of just the word jargon they use for this like it's also a big excuse is what it is it's also, also a yeah. huge excuse because everyone like the only people who think weed like smoking pot or whatever the the devil's lettuce <laughs> makes you like forget things are people who have never smoked weed yeah <laughs> yeah like I you might... have a you have a temporary lapse in like yes. memory during this time yes but you recall or you like can look on your phone and see it later. It's not like a permanent memory loss. Like Che is memorizing hour long monologues for yes. her stand up profession. Like her job is memorizing long things. She is remembering what a DM is and like when it's set. <laughs> right. Anyway. But maybe she's not that stupid and she knows she's talking to somebody who doesn't smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what it is. You forget to bring the chips. Miranda doesn't know any better. Yeah. You forget to bring the chips from the kitchen. I'll right. give you that. But yes. you, you know, you don't have like a pretty... <laughs> Interesting. I wouldn't give you that. I'd be upset if I smoked weed and you forgot. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yes of course. Yeah. But it makes sense. But you won't. You don't forget the the girl who you had like a whole sexual experience with in the kitchen while her friends passed out on the bed. You know, there's something yeah. there. She's obviously just whatever about this. Yeah, I think a yeah. more like realistic excuse is the fact that she is substantially famous if she has a Netflix special. So her saying I do get a lot of DMs fair because sure. Seems like she's pretty famous, but the whole other part. Yeah. Yes, but but don't say you've done a bunch of weed, and that's why. <laughs> yeah. Just completely yeah. awful. I almost turned off the TV when that line of dialogue came on. My God. Uh, anyway, moving on. Lisa and her husband are arguing, uh, as Cass alluded to earlier, at about hosting the auction. My, how the tables have turned, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Charlotte and, and Harry get to walk through to go to the bathroom, all that sort of stuff. Um, we're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all the no same. No matter what, we're all we're all human beings here. Uh, and then Carrie turns out to be an uh, an auction item. Uh, it was supposed to be a lunch date, but uh, <laughs> it is described as a date with sex writer uh, <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. And this is unbelievably brutal. Yeah, like this this whole thing is oh. another uh, like oh my god, it's it's pain. So it starts off at five hundred dollars. No one bids. They lower it to four fifty. Poor Charlotte comes up and does eight. Oh no, the guy raises his hand and says that wasn't for the bid. <laughs> another thing. Oh. Then Charlotte has to step in and offer eight hundred dollars, which is brutal. Harry says, "I'll just bid a thousand dollars on myself," and then Peter says, "I'll do it. I'll bid a thousand fifty or a thousand five hundred, and he wins." Devastating sequence of events oh to happen. Oh my god. To poor Harry in this. He's obviously not a teacher at a public school to so just drop a grand on. Yes, a yeah, yeah. This, this is a rich person school. That's also very true. Yeah, yeah. This this is this is he's making a lot of money. He dropped that oh willy nilly. Uh, 
Yeah, it turned into a horror movie for about two minutes of the scene. Yeah, oh movie. My God. That, I mean, so I can't stressful. even imagine. It's so stressful. Devastating. Um, let's see. It's, they meet up afterwards. Carrie says, hey, you don't have to do this. Like, we can. And then, you know, they say, no, no, it was fun. Let's go on another date. We won't get sloshed. Uh, they do it. Um, so they decide to go on another date. And then I wrote Che and Miranda hooking yes. up. Do they hook up at the end of the episode again? Yes, because they, they go do. after oh they leave the auction. And- yes, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Yes, I don't know yes. why I'm okay. screaming. Uh, Miranda says she loves her. Actually, che is a really good spot. Uh, yes. You love who you are with me, and I appreciate that, actually, because I thought that was a good call out. Yes. But why would Miranda say that? It feels... I can understand yeah. the fact that she is going through this like transcendence experience with Che and she's feeling things she's never felt before, but it does feel slightly out of character to throw love out. Especially so for Miranda. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So a little bit too much in my opinion. I think maybe because I think at the end, like I just, I don't see these two together. And I think the show has always been good about setting that up, even in small ways. And I think maybe this is an experience where at the end, like she's also going to learn a bit of heartbreak, learn mm. about heartbreak as well in this new context. Which, yeah, because it doesn't seem like her and Che are ending up together. I think that's no almost way. that's out. That's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Like yeah, she's going to have to find her own I path. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think Che is interested, to be honest. Like, for no, what they're no. showing. No, Che's a a weed smoking, free loving <laughs> human being. So she's a weed doer. She's yeah. done the weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's done so much weed she can't lock herself down. Um, <laughs> nice. Any overall thoughts on the episode, Cass? Overall, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I thought it was just funny. And like I said, I really missed that in Sex of the City. Just some comic relief, seeing the girls get themselves in situations which are a bit more relatable, maybe. Because yeah. I think that that was so another thing of the show is just the relatability. Obviously, being exaggerated in so many ways. But just, you know, sure, getting into those stupid couple arguments, vomiting on a date, just <laughs> real girl things. <laughs> real girl things. It happens to us all, you know. Boom. Any any final thoughts, Catcher? I agree. I just I thought it was like a pretty great app in terms of just being hilarious. We get a little bit of that like through line plot advancement, um, which is also good. And yeah, I'm just kind of excited for the next few episodes. I'm also it's kind of nice. bittersweet because I'm sad it's wrapping up soon because now I'm like really, yeah. really starting to get into it. But uh, speaking of which, actually, before we get to season six, did you see? Did you guys see the article about what they were going to do with um, Big in, in what the rumored scenario was going to be? So apparently, HBO announced that they were going to cut him out of the finale episode. It was like I a guess flashback sh- or something. They shot some scenes in Paris, so oh. I wonder if they were going to try and de-age them and make and add an additional scene that would have been tacked on to the finale. Of, oh. or if it was going to be like they just like went to Paris and shot one more scene there I'm Ew. very curious uh, I think that would make sense because like how we've been talking about how they've sort of layered the series with the show the idea that like the last episode may contain scenes in Paris would match up really well with the idea that the last two episodes of the series also end in Paris so that would be cool <sighs> but, too bad he's a dick yeah, yeah too bad he's a asshole Ciao, bye. I hope they do something good with the ending, though. Yeah. Because that, that sounds like a pretty good ending to <laughs> how yeah. the season will end. I hope they can fix it. Uh, what if they just have it be like Aiden? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, they'll, just, they'll, <laughs> they'll CG Aiden's face on top of uh, on top Or just of get a different actor to play she's Big. Walking, I feel like that would be 
bold and also kind of awesome because I think like we let these shitty men derail these projects so often and I think it would be so cool to just be like you know what you're even though you've been this character for like 20 years like you're fucking replaceable so like don't do shitty things Hmm. and like here's Alec Baldwin oh wait no Leo Leo (laughs) did you say Leo Leo. (laughs) well Alec Baldwin's fine I just know he's like going through some shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a little he's a little busy. Uh I see your point. Yeah. I I don't know if I'd be okay. I don't know if I'd be down with that. I, I I see your point of like you should just let someone else do it. It would it would not be worth the Yeah, for like one scene fallout for one scene. It would just yeah. be a complete shit show. I think if they just recast it for the whole series, then like maybe that would be mm. fine. But anyway. Uh, let's get on to season six. We're picking up right after the burger saga. Um, what a great series finale, right? Season six. I mean, it's so good. Like they really put time and effort into wrapping up all these characters. It didn't feel rushed. I think all the storylines like make complete sense. Um, and basically like everyone is kind of on one storyline for like the final eight or so episodes of season six, right? Like it's about Carrie and Petrovsky, um, and eventually big, obviously it's about Miranda, just like accepting her new life, moving to Brooklyn, uh, Steve's mom, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Charlotte's very focused on having a a child and uh, a, a dog, all that sort of stuff. And then, um, uh who's my last one samantha is all about you know her her you know her getting cancer and her relationship with smith and all the sorts of stuff it's just very clean like it just works really well and i really love how they didn't try and do like one-off stories here and there they do them like kind of in in the middle of the episodes but it's really these four characters going through like their final arcs of the show which, which i really love uh Cass, what are your overall thoughts on season six there's too much to say overall it's just incredible and to your point they do wrap it up really well all of them have such strong stories and it's rushed well written and yeah it's just it's so hard to say overall i just want to dive right boom catcher high level thoughts and we'll let Cass dive right in no no don't let me take the lead (laughs) (laughs) high level like awesome i think that it it exactly what you said Ian like it kind of the through lines just like flow through perfectly and give those characters like the the perfect um like final arc um my thoughts on Miranda's conclusion in conjunction with like and just like that have changed drastically in this last viewing um but again like we always talk about how watching this show over and over you kind of like meet it at different points uh each time so I guess we can get into that later but yeah. yeah, like love this season greatly. Interesting. Um, I think it's weird. The first few episodes are good. And then I feel like this season sort of like wades around for a bit and oh sort God. of stalls in the middle a little. I just feel like where they don't know what to do. <laughs> I would say like, no, I would say where? like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you where. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> We'll be here for five minutes while you look through your nose. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Like, I would uh-huh. say, I would say probably like around like nine, ten, 
Eleven, like the David Duchovny stuff. Oh, yeah. And then I think it really picks up, like, with the ick factor, sort mm. of 14 forward, mm. I think really then sticks the landing. But sort of the f- stuff that kind of happens before that feels bad. Like Charlotte's to me, Wedding? I mean, maybe... Robert? Sorry? Charlotte's Wedding, Robert. Charlotte, no, I'm just Charlotte's Wedding. <laughs> I believe Charlotte's Wedding is the ick factor, isn't it? So, yeah, so I'm fine no. with that. She gets married um, before the Ick Factor. At the Ick Factor, yeah. it carries already with Petrovsky. At her wedding, she hooks up with his best man. Oh, my God, the Jackrabbit. <laughs> that guy Jack is so Rabbit, funny. He, his, char- his whole thing is He's like, I wouldn't brilliant. have made love but, to you like that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. good. And I love how hobbled over she is. It's so great. Okay, either way, for me, there were a few episodes. It may have only been a few, maybe two. Or three, maybe. Yeah. So maybe not the whole season. But it felt a little like it was lost its way a bit. But again, the ending, like 14 on, 14 through 20, is mm-hmm. really good. And I, again, was left, like, holding back tears, like, sitting on the couch this morning, just being like, is this... The- I love this show. I love so this show good. so much. So I, I just think it... One of the better endings of a show, like, you know... This time in HBO land, like their whole s- stream of shows, all just have these epic conclusions, um, mm-hmm. and this I think really stands uh, up with the best of them. I think. Well, I think just because overall they each maintain the journey they've been on the whole time, but yeah. it's developed and it's strong. Like Carrie's with Petrovsky, but she's still kind of being Carrie about it, and you know, confused, and obviously big comes into play. Charlotte is still on her journey about having a baby. Miranda, like, it's just, they really see through everything we've been watching this whole, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To cast, dive in. What, what's the first core thing you want to talk about? Well, I do want to talk about Robert a little bit. I do just want to give a Robert shout out because before the cookie, Robert oh, is incredible. Yeah, like... I think cookie Sexy. onwards, you know, obviously things change, but before the cookie, <laughs> he's just amazing. And I think it was just so well written in terms of even like, you know, giving Miranda that guy who is perfect on paper and her not being able to mm-hmm. say I love you and giving her and Steve kind of that again, just for Steve, like making her realize that she wants yeah. to be with Steve and she's able to express that. And I just, I do really enjoy that whole arc. I also love when like, um, uh, Steve goes to apologize and, he's, and Robert's like, it's yeah. all good, dude. And just like two like babes just like walk. Well, obviously he's a doctor for the Knicks. <laughs> like, yeah. Obviously Blair Underwood is going to rebound just fine. <laughs> I know like fucking sexy ass man oh walking God. around. Come on. He's, he's good. Let's uh let's talk about Samantha because I feel like we haven't talked about Samantha as much in some of the other episodes. Um, so like we said earlier, Samantha's big storyline is that she um, has breast cancer, um, and it just revolves around that and her just relationship with Smith essentially. Uh, I really love everything about Samantha in in this season. Like, yes, I, I was Tara and I were looking up. She was nominated uh, five times, but she never won. It's like she should have won for I think for her performance in this. She is so, so good and consistent, and like, consistent, like always nailing ev- like every emotion. Like the emotions that she's going for on this show are much more nuanced, I think, than some yes. of the other emotions that the characters are going through. I mean, they're all nuanced, but 
she's playing a character that like a lot of times you've not seen on TV or in things before. And so for her to be like navigating that in such a clean and Mm -hmm. very easy and empathetic way is just like underappreciated, I think. Yep. And, and even like, you know, in like one app, in one scene, she'll be making a joke or like talking about sex and then she'll be bring up her cancer like immediately. And like, you know, and she just has that slight like hinge and change in her face that just like really sells mm-hmm. it and just like looks like incredible. When she tell when she tells Carrie, she's like, I need to talk about the things that I'm afraid oh. of. I was yeah. just like, my God, like that's like so good. Like that line lands perfectly and you completely understand where she's coming from. And it like speaks to Carrie's own fears about mm-hmm. losing her, you know? Um, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and the scene for me, they're fabulous. My two favorite scenes of when, uh, for this part of the show is when a, when she tells Carrie in the cab and she says like, I have cancer. I just don't want to lose my breasts. Like she says it. Oh yeah. So earnestly. They're fabulous. Yeah. They're fabulous. And it's like, it's just the way she delivers that. It's like so heartbreaking and beautiful. Especially because she starts that episode wanting to change her like boobs. Like that's how it's like, that's the inciting like incident Mm -hmm. because she wants to get a boob job. And then the doctor finds like a lump. And so I think then we discover that, we discover that she has breast cancer and that line even holds more power because it's Samantha and like Samantha loves herself and she loves her, her body and who she is, but she still exists in this world that like makes you feel less than sometimes. And she had that moment, but like, I love that it comes back to her being scared, but also like, because she loves herself. Like, I don't want to lose my breasts because like, I love myself, you know, like, (laughs) it's great yeah yeah and then the other scene that i really love is when she's shaving her head with uh Uh, it's so beautiful it's so cute and like smith is so just wholesome he is because he has every excuse to like leave samantha and like is the thing with richard it's in this part it's in this portion yeah yeah like heartbreaking like that's fucking brutal when Samantha goes like, I'm going to, you play with your friends. I'll play with mine. Oh, and then dude. she has yeah. that like emotionless sex. Samantha comes back down. Yeah. And he's still like waiting for her. It's like, Oh, cause dude, he wanted yeah. to make Poor sure she Smith. got home. I just want to make sure you got home safe oh, because he understands. So this is like Smith is amazing because out of everybody that Samantha would be with or not be with, like Samantha's a relationship anarchist. Like that's her thing. And like, she's just going to challenge like kind of standardized like ideas of what romance and relationships are constantly. But she also self-sabotages because she gives herself everything she needs on a daily basis. And she Mm -hmm. has her friends and she, she lives a very fulfilled life. And I think in this season, which sets Samantha up so well is like we see kind of the cracks in that and like where she can kind of be a little bit more vulnerable and have to admit to herself that like having somebody there is important but it's not just going to be anybody and Smith what what is so powerful is that he just lets her be her and is there for her and she's also in turn there for him like she does a lot for him um and he doesn't push her and try to mold her into being something else um which is no. amazing. And he also takes care of himself. Like after when he mentions that he's going to therapy, like through her chemo, I was like, is he an angel? Like he, this man doesn't exist. 
you know, like because yeah, he's like, yeah, or when he loses his boner when her hair falls out. Yeah, and she's like, "You lost your boner," and he's like, "Shit happens." Like, I, I'm still very yeah. attracted to you. Um, yeah, loves Smith and Samantha is just like my favorite thing in the whole world Agreed. of all time, and I ball every time she gets off that elevator and just collapses into his arms. I know. <laughs> so sweet he just understands her in this like whole way that is yeah just, and like, he knows it yeah. has nothing really to do about him like it's her you know, like it's her right. growing up it's her insecurities exactly. yeah which yeah. again like and we've talked about this <clears throat> now several times on the sh in our little excursion through sex in the city that like the sh show does such a good job of showing you that relationships are not this black and white rules of like oh they slept with someone else like that's it like you have to end it right there right now like walk away yeah you know like it, it's never black and or it's almost never black and no. white I, I should say you know yeah. and they really that's another great job of doing this i will say though however because i know tara will be very upset with me if i do not call <laughs> this out and tara's uber defense and long going stand to defend carrie People don't give Samantha shit for doing that also, I know. though. Like, it is it is fucked up, and people always give her a pass for it when Samantha, when people dig in on Carrie and Aiden uh, uh, and Big. Samantha's so we'll call that out. more surface, though. Is it the same thing? It's not the same. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the same thing. I, I don't think it's the same thing. But I will say, Samantha, yeah. I never, in the, in the discourse, in the canon of Sex and the City drama, I feel like Nobody's, that always yeah. gets skipped over. I 100% totally. no But I think it's also shit. because of a reflection of the other person's perspective, right? Like, because if you sure. look at Aiden, Aiden was heartbroken over what sure. happened because he thought that Carrie was whatever. And said Smith, it's never a discussion again, which to your point before is actually so beautiful because he just understands her. Oh, yeah. It was just, unfortunately, something she kind of thought she needed to do. Yeah. To find out, like, I don't need this or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Okay. So that was, let's talk about Miranda. Mm. Um. Because for me, as I'm like watching, and I think it also again works out really well with this most recent episode of, or it gets a series of, and just like that, because I forgot, like Miranda really sacrifices a lot. Thank you. At the end of this, Thank at the end of the season series, and like I don't, I always remember just being annoyed, like uh, like Brooklyn, like stop complaining, like you're fine, and like okay, so that aspect, she could get over that, sure. But like, and she complains a little bit too much, maybe about living in Brooklyn, maybe a little dramatized, but she has, she like sacrifices a so ton much. and it kind of seems like, I mean, obviously I think it's like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty when you're in the context of like the new series. It's almost like, did she really want <laughs> all this ever at, at no. any point in her life? Like she's giving up a, a lot of her identity, like not just moving to Brooklyn, but you know, not being independent and, uh, you know, Steve's mom moving in yeah. all this sort of stuff. She just gives up a lot thoughts. Boom. You had, yeah. When we get to the end with Miranda, like for me, that kind of like conclusion to her story always felt very heartfelt and like beautiful. Like that look that Magda gives her at the end, like you feel that because at the surface, like that's yeah. what it is. And you're like, Oh, she's grown so much. But then this time around, especially watching the new series and just like having that check in with Miranda and knowing that she's currently fucking miserable, I kind of did the math and I was like, okay, so like Miranda gets pregnant. She 
has to cut down on work hours. Her, like, job means everything to her. She has to move to Brooklyn and leave with Steve's mom. And then comparatively, like, Steve gets the baby that he always wanted. Um, He gets, like, the drive because he's inspired by Miranda to, like, follow his dream and open a bar and, like, gets a big house where his where he gets to live with his mom and his family. Like, you know, (laughs) not to say, and I know that there's like, not to villainize Steve in any way, because I think like where they're at at that point in time, like everything makes sense. Um, But like this time you do kind of really feel Miranda's sacrifice. And I think that, yeah, like makes sense at the time. But now like in hindsight, I'm like, Miranda did do the most, though. And, like, she kind of got, similar to what, like, Emma said in an early season, she got kind of, like, held down by these things that, like, were happening at her, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Right. So we're not really seeing, we're seeing Miranda kind of, like, settle into something, whereas we see the other girls kind of, like, flourish and grow into these, like, you know, like, everybody gets what they want. Miranda settles with, like, the hand she's been dealt. (laughs) Right, yeah. In typical Miranda yeah. fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think like at the time it probably was a listen, this is what you know, everyone is getting this thing that they, they didn't realize they wanted. You know, in the end of season six, mm-hmm. it becomes mm-hmm. like, you know, uh Charlotte's she doesn't have kids and she's like with a Jewish guy and it's like dogs instead of kids, and you know, and then like she's not working in the art world. And that, Samantha's actually settled down and in a serious relationship, you know, so everyone is like getting these things that they didn't think that they would want. And I think in a weird way, the show defends that choice and that like, listen, maybe this isn't what she thought she wanted, but now she's got all this stuff that she loves. But um, the situation with Steve's mom, I think, is the thing that really in the end, like puts this weird, like dour note on it Mm -hmm. Um, that sort of like they are doing like snow angels, you know. And he, she finally gets Magda's approval. Like I love that. I love that the writers were like, "We need to make sure we understand that Magda approves <laughs> of like where where Miranda is at." Even though Magda like at the wedding need was to so confirm, cool. it's like so hilarious. To me. Magda's happy the goat, time. obviously. Yeah. I know. When she's like, like clap, clapping, it's a happy time. Happy time. So good. She's, she's so wonderful. I love Magda. Um, the but best. yeah, like everything you both said, I think is spot on in terms of like this chapter. I think what it just says is this new show st- understands that character and like is being respectful of the timeline because I think that's exactly where this character would be given all of these choices. Like it was the right choice for her at that time, but there are mm-hmm. ramifications for your choices in the future. And like I like that this show, this new show, is exploring that as a in a, in a real and, and feels authentic way. Uh, so then let's talk before we get to our categories, the Russian. Petrovsky. Um, Brishnikov. Yes, we Brishnikov, that, like, fun the famed ballet dancer. cheek leap when he's running after the cat. Yeah. The ballet. <laughs> <laughs> is the, uh, I didn't, okay, that's in, I did not know that. That's that's. He's a famous, like, yeah. very, like, he was, like, the most famous ballet male dance. ballerina probably ever. Is it ballerina? Baller. It is ballerina, right? Even if you're male, does it? Yeah. Baller, ballet dancer? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Either way. Uh, yeah, like the most famous male ballet dancer of all time. Catch oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that makes uh, sense. That yeah, I was always, uh, I was so confused. I was like, this feels like a musical section, something <laughs> yeah. out of like West Side Story, <laughs> like the way it's lit and everything. Yeah. And he jumps over it. <laughs> so like, jumping okay. over leaps of garbage. If I was, if I had like the physical ability to do that, I live in a garbage city. I would a hundred percent be like, plie or what is it? Jeté. 
Bye. <laughs> so my thing is they're obviously not meant for each other, but I actually like Petrovsky in a lot mm. of ways. Like I think they are good for each other. They're not supposed to be together, but in my head canon, they still have a relationship and I think is a good sounding board for Carrie. Or I don't know. I, I did like them on screen. I thought they worked together. It's an interesting relationship to highlight because I think those relationships exist and um, it's like feels different to all the other ones and like feels a little bit more disconnected than it does. Like they don't ever feel like very um, like in sync or like uh, symbiotic, I guess. But you understand the attraction and like why yeah. they kind of like get entangled. But yeah. Yeah. He feels like every relationship she's ever had in one person. Hmm. Like he feels, you know, Interesting. he's an older man. He's sort of this like creative artist guy. You know, he's like, he's disconnected and yet he's very affectionate. And so you get all huh. of these like mixed matches of things. And it's sort of like in your life, you date people, you know, and like every, st every next person you date hypothetically is sort of like the next step in your process and learning like what you need. And this sort of feels like a culmination of all the lessons that she's learned. Um, and then ultimately, like, the biggest lesson she learns is that she loves Big, you know? And, like, Big is the one she wants to be with. And, like, that relationship is, like, what gets her I there. I think the biggest lesson that she learns out of that is that, like, her standard of what she knows that she deserves and wants, which we get in that, like, honestly amazing monologue where she's just like, I'm looking for, like, earth-shattering, like, can't live without each other love. Yeah, it's so good. So um, good. Like, chills every time. So, like, amazing. which I think is yeah. bigger than big. Like, I think she's like, this is a fine relationship, and it's kind of like a fantasy, like Miranda says, where she gets swept off to yeah. Paris and, like, whatever, but the inside looks a lot different, and she wants something that's real and, like, huge, big. Big. Yeah. Big, big. <laughs> totally. yeah. Cass. Yeah, he's an interesting character because I feel like when I was younger, I think maybe it was because he was older, I was always like, ugh, no. And I just feel like I couldn't understand. But as I got older, I could understand yeah, more hot. of her point of view of it. And I think at the beginning, like, he is a good balance for her because he's very honest. Even when she's talking about wanting to have a baby, he's like, I yeah. don't want that anymore because I'm old. But I want you to have everything you want. Or even when right. he's like, why me? when she asks that like Carrie 38 like why me though like and he's like why me like I like you like I that he throws yeah. it back at her like he's he's reassuring with her um obviously not for her to your point before right and like you already know that they're not meant to be but I do think you know he's a good character I even think even the episode where he can't make it to dinner with the girls yeah. And, he, and sends he sends a, a bottle. That's classy as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. can't make yeah. it. I'm sorry, I'm an artist. And he's very successful. Like, Charlotte knows him right off the bat. Samantha knows him right off the bat. He has this big show coming up. If he yeah. is working, I think she kind of pushes him sometimes for Paris in ways that I don't actually yeah. think are fair. And then, obviously, after Paris. I Yeah, I agree. Like especially on the point like hey if he's working like let him work and i think charlotte or samantha even bring that up but to be fair he doesn't talk about his work with harry yeah. and they bring that up a few times in the episode like why don't you talk to me about any of it and he's like oh it's it's not a big deal blah 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 so there is a two sides thing there but 
but I do. Yes, I do agree with you there. No, and um, I, just quickly, sorry. Just the at the end when um, his show is coming, yeah, up and it's that night, and he's like having that anxiety attack. Yeah, and I was kind of bummed. I was like, this sucks because I understand what they're trying to do. They're gonna try and say like he's she's got to give up her thing for him, and then yeah. he's gonna go. And I was like, that feels really cheap. Like I understand the point, but this is not the way to make it. But the fact that he gets there and, and they're her. holding hands and he's, he immediately oh lets go like that to me, like hits so, like so, so smart the way yeah. they approach that, because it's like he's like, it's always about him and what he needs at yeah. all times. And it's never like she says about a shared experience. And Carrie um, obviously needs so like, that, which is very apparent. Mm -hmm. And now right. she's like isolated from all her friends and like in this place where she's like not getting any attention or like getting that kind of like thing that she needs. So I'm like checks out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. My main issue with the Petrovsky storyline is that you'd never see his final piece. That always It's like how we me. never find out about the beeping in the last episode. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> the light installation. It's like they tease it so much. They kind of show you all these light bulbs. They show you like the hallway, but you never get to, never see, get it. to see it. Come on. It's true. Come yeah. on, show it to me. I want to see the installation. Obviously, um, I wanted to actually talk about the continuing motif of the apartment because he yes. goes to her yes. apartment, likes her apartment, and it's like, it's warm and it's lovely like you, and is he appreciates it, but then there's a rat. Yeah. Oh. And so it's like, it works. It does yes. work, and he loves, like, he does actually love you for who you are, but there's something that isn't right. Yeah. In this, and yeah. like, well, and it says, and he even says, There, now the rat will stay at the fancy neighbor next door because, like, that's how he needs to go live his fancy French life, you know. <laughs> mm. We've cracked oh, well. it. It's not that fancy over here in I Europe because it's not like we're over here being like, <laughs> 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 maybe it's because I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get to our categories because I'm assuming we'll cover. Harry, Sometimes. we must cover Harry. <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about Harry real quick? Do no, it. I just mean if we have to make just as long as we reach it at some point. I yeah, can bring yeah. it up. I can bring yeah. it up. Okay. Uh, I think you already did. So, <laughs> so Cass, uh, favorite episode, favorite outfit, and favorite relationship. I know you've been sweating all day about it. Guys, that, but... I've been sweating all day with the episode. It's a tough one because I feel like there's so many like quintessential scenes that aren't actually in the same episode. So Obviously, an American Girl in Paris part one. I love Big Comes Back. And it's the first time we actually get Carrie being like, fuck you. No. Mm -hmm. Too late. Her and Miranda are going through their shit. Um, but I actually really liked Catch 38. I think that they have a mm. lot of really good conversations in that episode where, you know, about Carrie wanting a baby, but not knowing if she wants a baby. And again, just having it feel really real and she has a lot of really good one-liners in that episode actually when she's talking to charlotte and she's like i it's like why should you give up a baby for a man you hardly know and carrie's like why should i give up a man for a baby i hardly know i want and i think that that's <laughs> that's really such a good line fair it because is a good it's, line. it's fair because there's yeah. never really like a hard line of when you make the just especially as like a single woman like there's never a hard line where you're like well for some people there is but like for others, it's usually like a little bit of a flip flop where you're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but I don't want yeah. this like to be ruled out completely. Um, but mm -hmm. so 
this this uh, this episode just feels like very connected to luck be a lady in the same sort of style of like this episode where everyone is sort of feeling a similar version of what's going on and it's really exploring something that like never really gets uh, like explored that often it feels like and it's like such a great thing that sex it's the kind of story that only sex in the city can mm-hmm. tell totally and even carrie feeling that and having conversations with charlotte and charlotte being like oh, i think you're a baby person and then talking to samantha and samantha being like why do you need a baby? Like you could have a fabulous life for traveling, just getting yeah. all of those perspectives. But also Carrie, yeah, Samantha when she, says all those things sound pretty good. I, I love that line also. Right, just checking her and being like, it's yes. okay if that's not what you want, you can be happy anyway. Yeah. But Carrie, when she's yeah. writing a column, sorry, in this episode had the most hilarious line. She's like, why are we shooting all over ourselves? Or she, <laughs> yes, 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 or she yes. was like with the voiceover too. when she's at Petrovsky's apartment, and she's like, "Meanwhile, at hotel vasectomy, I had questions for the man next to me." It's like what? Yeah, a lot of good ones. Oh so my god, uh, hotel vasectomy. So many good ones. All right. So I think yeah, those are my episodes. Uh, nice favorite outfit. You're killing me over here. Honestly, I feel like Samantha has like a white motif at the beginning of the season, which I was really into. Yeah. Like Charlotte's rehearsal dinner. She's wearing the all white um, when she's wearing that power oh, that, suit when the kid throws Nesto on her and she's wearing all white. Her bathing <laughs> suit so when she's at the Soho house with the mesh uh, on top. So good. Yeah. Annabelle, Annabelle Bronstein. Bronstein. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was telling Cass that, and and just like that, I want like the real Anna Bell Bronstein to have a cameo, like oh, to just show up and be like, good. "Hello, I'm Annabelle Bronstein." Um, anyways. But other colors, I think one that always stuck out for me was she first meet Trotsky wearing that one shoulder like shirt dress and her hair's pulled to the side. I think it's like a remnant of like sheet style that we still get in this season where we're becoming very couture already. And so I think I love that one. And got to give a call out on give a call out to the Versace dress she wears in Paris when she doesn't go out and she sleeps in bed. Oh, just yes. like she looks like a friggin' portrait. Just that poof. Unbelievable. Yes, looks. She's actually worth $80,000. Oh. Like because because I read an article because like from as a set as like a prop piece as well I'm assuming or just like the, that's how much it costs. That's, that's how much it costs. I think it's like a Versace original. Favorite relationship. So an obvious choice is going to be Samantha and Smith, just because honestly, such a beautiful relationship. Him, her, like supporting him in his career, and then him supporting her in all those ways emotionally is just such a beautiful exchange. And seeing Samantha develop like that was great but i think i'm gonna say samantha and miranda because specifically Mm, um in the ick factor they have that moment where miranda tells her that she's getting married and even samantha gets emotional and miranda says samantha i expected more from you and then (laughs) when samantha tells miranda she has cancer she says miranda i expected more from you i love that because they both aren't the most emotional but are there and I think even when Carrie at the end is venting to Samantha about Miranda, Miranda's opinion about her going to Chris, Samantha's kind of defending Miranda as well a little bit, being like, she just doesn't know him and who cares what she thinks. And I just, I don't know. I think I love a Samantha-Miranda relationship. Which, yeah. yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, you love yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like I'm like <laughs> calling first, uh... out my my internal battles that I start with every day. It's just like <laughs> it's therapeutic. It, podcasting is therapeutic. Um, who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Uh, best episode for me, the ick factor for sure. Mm-hmm. I think was one of my favorites. Uh, Branda proposing to Steve is just perfect. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, I love um, Branda shopping for dresses and her on the phone and just like bitching at the woman. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, like, I'm just like, there's got a, a pile of here tool coming towards me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. Um, also, the fact that he buys her that uh, the Russian buys her that dress that she read in Vogue. Like she, sh- he, dude, like that's a move. That's a real move. Like that's a, a gentleman adult man move of like, <laughs> I'm, you're coming to this place. He's create. He, you know, there's an event happening. You'll be there at this time. And don't worry. I've got the dress that you want ready to go. <laughs> like that's a real, that's an adult man move. Something one day I hope that I... Is it an adult man move? You're an I adult know, man. That's, that's what I was just... It's also a rich man's move. Just, like, I know yeah. Oscar. <laughs> that's what I was... That's, that was literally where I was going. I was like, I wish one day I too could be a man like this man could be because that would be amazing. Um, it's not too early to start your ballet career. <laughs> that's right. This is, this is where it all went wrong. This body should have been balleting. Much sooner. Um, also, the fact that they all that they go to McDonald's at the oh, end, yeah, and they have that um, shot of them underneath the arch. Like, I love that shot. Yes, so but there is something I should point out that they get a large combo Big Mac and nuggets, and it's only nine fifty four, mm. which is hey. an absurd, absurd thing. Hey, this is inflation. A, okay, God, this is a set. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely. But Catch Thirty Eight was a close second for me, for sure. I just think. For everything that Cass said, it's just there's so many great moments in that, especially uh, this will segue into like my real favorite relationships. I have a couple, but one is Samantha and the nun. I yes, love, I love yeah. the nun. Oh. Their relationship is so cute. Um, and I love that eventually she like using Smith to get her an appointment at this doctor and like make sure to bring the nun along with her. They so just have good. this like cute little relationship yeah. that I just love. Um so yeah, that's catch 38. Okay, what other relationship? The only other relationship I want to talk about is Harry. Because yeah. this man, like what the a best. 180 from uh Trey. The fact like how heartbroken he is when that family comes and tells them that they're not having like they're not giving up their oh. baby. Yeah. He's devastated. Like this man is this is a team. This they are going through this together. He is right there with her. And me and Emma were talking, and we're like, they really are quite similar. Like he's a slob, and she's pristine, you know. But like they both are so on the same page with everything, yeah. and it's just so beautiful to watch um, them go through this together. And he is just—he does the thing you kind of hope that character is going to respond to do, and then they almost never do. And he's just vulnerable with her and um and just accepting and it's just like i love just the way he treats her and the way they love each other it's so beautiful i love it he also Um, has he he has that great line in the finale uh not has not aged particularly well but i thought it was pretty funny where 
She goes, I ordered Chinese. I got a bad, I'm a bad wife. And he, he goes, I think I got something from China too. Oh. <laughs> fucking all timer. Oh my God. It's oh so my God. Good. But as I soon fucking... as Charlotte sees the picture and starts crying, like I start I crying. She's like, yeah. that's our baby. Like, oh my God. It's and, so cute. And he's right there with her. Yeah. Like he's yeah. so excited with her. And it's just like, that's what she's needed this whole time. And it's like, right? I just like, I've done such a, roller coaster ride with charlotte this this watch i'm just like oh it's been a journey beautiful i love it she's the best also um she's the best she's the best yeah (laughs) i'm growing i'm I'm, I'm, (laughs) you've gone through quite the journey with charlotte my goodness i have i have i I just literally two episodes ago you were like where is charlotte like what has happened to her? i really think season four let her down and i think the problem you know what it is too is so uh peeking behind the curtain Cass is the person who got me into watching this show. Mm. And uh, when we were watching it together, we didn't watch 6B. I don't think you what? had like the DVD set. So I didn't watch 6B <laughs> until you have a few DVDs. years later. That's right. Yeah. You've ruined this for me. Um, and Pass. so stupid idiot. Yeah, so for me, I think, no, it's whatever. Um, there is like I think I lacked that sort of like emotional close that the series actually has, which is why I think I've always been. It's impossible. It's we not. You know, six B must have been watched. You can't just stop at six A and be like, "Well, that's <laughs> the problem." I <laughs> didn't watch six B until much later, but it it's wasn't like. No, you done too much weed. You done Patrick. too much weed. Oh that's yes. What happened. <laughs> <laughs> If you hadn't done so much weed, then we wouldn't That's be having true. this conversation. That's true. Don't, yeah. don't blame Cass. <laughs> I'm not blaming Cass. I'm not blaming Cass. I just, I had to I'm set kidding. it up. I'm kidding. Thank you, Ian. Um, okay. I'm a bad person. No. Um, no. So I just think it's just the journey. The second half of this ep- season just really solidifies like the journeys of all these characters. And I think like it helps you recognize, like it puts you in that final spot that I just think. I didn't connect with because like my viewing experience was separated that I didn't have that continuous journey. And I think that's why I've always had such a hard time with big and Charlotte for those reasons. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, totally. Uh, okay. Favorite outfit. Outfits. Uh, candy striper. Yes. Hilarious. I love Very candy good. striper. Um, he looks so sexy. It's true. And I love he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. The uh, Samantha, oh yeah, the the her low cut like sort of sexy Princess Leia outfit from like episode eight, where it's like really low cut. Oh yeah, uh, yeah like yeah, yeah. quite thin. I love that. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Miranda in the middle of nowhere on her vacation with like the the wolf skin hat when she's calling. Carrie because she can't deal with Steve oh, anymore yeah. and she's just in the middle of nowhere it's just like she's got like some lingerie on this coat and this giant hat and she's like holding I think a battery pack or something yeah. whatever and she's just on their phone that cut to her outside that outfit is classic uh, <laughs> I fuck, I love Miranda she's so funny uh, and then Carrie trying on all the wigs in the wig store oh, yeah. like oh, every yeah. time they cut to her she cuts out and she's got a different wig on um, I love that. It's so good. Nice. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Favorite episode. I'm gonna go with American Girl in Paris Part mm. Two. Uh, mainly because I think it's a it's such a good finale. Like it's great. Um, you get 
you know, they get away with having Big really not be a character for most of the season and still like have you really rooting for them to end up yeah. together. Um, they also foreshadow his death with the running and the heart <gasps> problems. Like, oh hello. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, right, right, in, right in front of us the whole time. That's right. Um, and then just like I said, I mean, just it's just everything is just wrapped up so well. Uh, it just makes me very happy seeing like Journey go through with all these characters because uh, it just works perfectly. Um, let's see. Outfits. Uh, I'm going to second the big poofy dress that she wears in France on the bed. That big moment. Uh, the other one is her opera outfit. Mm. Big time, big time move with that like that little like little waistcoat thing that she's wearing. Uh, and then I just also have to shout out. There are several times in this season where Harry is just wearing seemingly like normal clothing, and then the camera will cut, and then it'll she'll Derailed. have and like it'll reveal that she's wearing some insane accessories. <laughs> like there's two moments in particular. There's one where. Harry's just wearing like she's uh, on like the school steps talking to Charlotte or something or some steps talking to Charlotte. Totally normal outfit. It cuts and then she's like it cuts to her back and she has like there's like an art print on the back of her jacket. <laughs> she's it's like a fur, fu- like a furry coat, like a fuzzy coat. Sort right. Of. Yes. It yeah. looks normal from the front and the back. There's like this huge print. I and love then, that jacket. There are several times where like she's just having dinner and you don't see her hands and then it reveals her hands and she's wearing like little like finger gloves or something yeah. like that. There's a lot of glove moments. Yeah. So. I'm going to encompass all those into one. Um, let's see. And then favorite relationship. The nun was a good call out. I was that, that was on my short list as well. Uh, and then I'll do Miranda and Steve. Yeah. Because I get what we talked about before. I just think I, I mostly because for me, I just really forgot Miranda really fucking gives up a ton to make this relationship work. Um, and it's something that was a new discovery for me or new realization for me. Uh, in this past, so that'll be my pick. Boop, boop. Take us All on. right. Well, I'd say um, my favorite episode, so I know this season is kind of like big on kind of the the overall plots, just kind of uh, weaving everything through. But as Ketcher mentioned, uh, at the beginning of kind of 6B, there's a few just like standalone uh, capsule episodes and one I really like is a woman's right to shoes because I think this is where Uh we get the first of all it's like an iconic episode where you're just kind of like rooting for Carrie and and it's amazing but I think this is kind of our final uh, push with the like single woman storyline and I think this is Carrie's thesis like it's incredible Uh. you know where she is Like she loses her shoes um, or someone steals her shoes at like a baby shower. Kira fully stole the shoes. Let's let's let's, let's, yes. She totally stole it. I because she I especially when Carrie goes, uh, you you know how much Manolo's cost. You used to wear them. She fully FOMO'd on having those shoes and took Uh them for herself. I guarantee that's my true crime theory. Honestly, probably because how many people were at that party? You're not at like a huge giant party with 500 people. Yeah, you know every single person there. Yeah, why have, where where are are the shoes? That's another kind of thing that we never learn that's unsatisfying. I tweeted last (laughs) year that I want a spinoff series that like where the protagonist is the person who stole Carrie's shoes. So, like, their identity is revealed, but we get, like, a whole series of, like, from the jumping off point of them stealing the shoes moving forward from there. 
Oh my. She's just so condescending. That character's so infuriating. So I'm condescending. Sorry. She's so a lot of time on your hands. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's like the perfect way to kind of like reel in the storyline and like the overarching kind of themes that we're going for. But I think what's cool about it is that we're really talking about how like the world isn't necessarily built for for single people, specifically single women. The world isn't built for single people. Like I go to the grocery store and you're telling me I have to buy three pack of romaine lettuce. Like I'm not going to eat I'll all take that the three bag lettuce. of chips though. I love like, <laughs> I love. <laughs> oh yeah. Well then you, get, the good parts is that you can get a big bag of chips exactly. and you just, you don't have to share with anybody. But the bad part is then you end up with a bunch of fucking lettuce that you're not going to eat. Yeah. So being That's single is and this episode is like Carrie's kind of like thesis on that. It's just such a fuck yes moment when she like, she's like, I'm getting married to myself and I'm registered at Manolo Blahnik. Like, it's so good. And I love when the lady who works at the store is like, can you watch your children? Because we don't watch them touching the shoes. It's just so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Such a and, good way to end that episode. So and funny. Samantha in that episode has that line about it, where she confuses teabagging with, with, with Harry uh, leaving his with oh, Harry. Yeah. Oh my Harry's god! Putting his teabags places. Tells that Charlotte shit to breathe hilarious. through her nose. <laughs> oh, honey, just breathe through your nose. So good. Oh god! And Jewel and we Jules and Mimi also is in that yeah. episode, and I think that's the funniest. Like in in universe show of any show yeah. ever Jules and Mimi I need that series for real yeah. I need it for real oh my gosh so yeah so that's my favorite show or sorry my favorite season um my favorite episode episode <laughs> wow as you can it's it's early for me okay I'm not I haven't woken up um it's 1 30 p.m guys actually. I'm still asleep it, it is early it is still early yeah <laughs> anyways uh, favorite relationship is Big and the girls at the very end. Um, yes. No, thank like you. we don't get yeah. obviously we don't get like a lot of Big just like hanging out with the girls. But at the end, when he kind of goes to plead his case, you know, and like they're the jury um, and they're so honest with him because like they're protecting Carrie. But like, and then we get that Miranda lean in iconic where she says, go get our girl. Um, because as much as like Big's been an up and down thing throughout this series, it's also been a struggle for like the girls. And it's like tested Carrie in her relationship with the girls because she like, you know, it's such an entanglement, right? It's been so up and down. So I think like everybody kind of accepting. Also, when Charlotte picks, when he leaves like the message on Carrie's phone and Charlotte picks up and she's like, hello, it's Charlotte. And like, so perfect to position Charlotte. Like, you know what I mean? Which also leads to yeah. one of our most iconic lines in the movie, which we'll get to next week. But yeah. And then outfits are, I feel like we haven't shouted out Charlotte's uh, kind of like prep, mm. preppy girl fashion. But anyways, I love Charlotte's wedding dress. And it's stunning. Mm. It's mm. like one of my yes. favorite television wedding dresses I've ever seen. And also Charlotte's Aubrey Hepburn moment when she like picks herself back up after her uh, miscarriage and goes to Brady's first birthday. Also mm. just love that yeah. Harry still goes like another reason why Harry's the yes. best. Um, but yeah, so Charlotte moments for me. Uh, that's it. Awesome. Well, we did it We're again. Done. We made it through six seasons of sex in the city 
So next week, we are going to be watching the Sex in the City yes. movie, Perfect 1010 Movie, spoiler alerts. Uh, Tara will be back on to talk as our guest for that episode. Uh, and then just to wrap up how we're going to do Synanos in the City. So next week, we're going to do the movie. The week after that, we're going to be doing, and just like that, episodes eight and nine. Uh, and then we're going to do our watch along for Sex yes. in the City 2, and then we're going to end with yeah. the uh, just like that finale. I'll push out details for the for the watch along soon yeah. to everybody. We'll we'll get we'll yes. get the logistics sorted. <laughs> but in the meantime, pass Cassandra. Thank you so much for hanging out. I'm glad we made this unbelievable time uh, difference work. Any final thoughts? Well, thank you guys so much. Honestly, I've actually just really enjoyed. The whole Citadels in the City has been incredible. And thank you for having me. It was really fucking fun. Yes. yes. This is like a full circle moment for me. Right. You know, like we're all it just the beginning, the end, every time is a circle. <laughs> I just had a thought, though. Yeah. What if what if I'd never met you? No. Oh, OK, perfect. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.